We're reading from the New King James Version. I'm going to catch you up on the story. The children of Israel, God's people, they are in captivity in Babylon. Daniel, one of the young nobles at the time, he um, ends up serving the different kings in Babylon, and a vision comes to him. No one can see it but him, and we pick this up, Daniel 10, verse 10, and it reads, Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, Oh, Daniel, man greatly beloved. Can we pause here? If you have your Bibles, underline this. Can we just know that we're greatly loved? I think many of our problems stems from this place. You just don't know how much your Savior loves you. And so you live from such an orphan mentality. Oftentimes, that's me. I forget how much he loves me. Oh, we're in church and she's talking about how much God loves me. But we live our lives and we forget. But be reminded one time that you are greatly beloved. Understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright. For I have now been sent to you while he was speaking this word to me. I stood trembling. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day, someone say first day. From the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard, your prayers were heard, and I have come because of your words, because of your time praying, that 21 days of prayer. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for answering our prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. You know he is a God who answers prayers, right? He doesn't just let us babble, but he actually listens, right? You know, if there's ever a time in our marriage when things get a little dicey, it's this time. Someone's real loud. Security. I'm joking. (laughs) If there's ever a time in our marriage when things are a little bit off, it's during this time. It really is. I mean, it's just crazy what happens during this time. And, you know, I'm a woman of God. I'm pretty great. But during this time, I kind of lose my marbles. I really, really do. I'm talking about what specifically happens to a line item in our budget during this season. I'm talking about online shopping. (laughs) Specifically, during the time just after the baby comes. I can't put a finger on it, but something comes over me. Maybe it's sleep deprivation. I don't know. But the fact that I can sit on my couch at 3 p.m. or 3 a.m. and order anything that I need or want, probably, Anything to make the baby sleep, anything to make the baby eat, anything to make me sleep, anything to make me eat. The fact that I can order it and by the end of the day it's here or in two days it's here, it just makes me happy. I see the box. You see the box too. It's brown. And it has a smile on the face. And guess what? It makes me smile in my heart. I see it and it's like Christmas. You know, Shout out to all the moms out there. Y'all are awesome. Shout out to all the aunties and all that stuff. Shout out to the husbands too. Y'all are great. But it's like God provided online shopping 
for us. And he's so kind. It's like I see the UPS person or the person delivers, and I'm like, hi, I've been waiting for you. And he comes, he's like, what is wrong with this person? No, what is right with this person? I just get so happy because of online shopping. It puts a smile on my face. It makes me so, am I the only one? I'm not, thank God, praise God. I'm like, what if I tell them that I have a shopping problem? I don't have a shopping problem. It's just during this season that I have a, 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 I, I invest a lot into this company and they don't really know. But online shopping has, has messed, it's messed me up. It's really messed me up. Why? Because my patience has been cut down to zero. Not that I was at 100% to start with, but because of online shopping and just how fast things come, it's just, it just changed something inside of me. I used to be the person that kind of waits a little bit, but now I don't wait. If the package isn't here, you said it was going to be here by 5 p.m. And you said it was going to be here in two days. It's not two days. It's two days and three hours. And it's not here. And so what happens? I just go online really quickly, and I figure out what's going on in the package, and boom, it's here. I love it. I love it. Does she have issues? Yes, I do. That's why I have a savior, everybody. In our passage, we find Daniel. He's about 84 years old now. He's no longer a young noble. He's about 84 years And he comes across a promise in scripture that said after 70 years in captivity, the people of Israel would be set free. So at the time, a few of the exile, they'd gone back to um, Jerusalem and they're trying to rebuild and it's not going well. Daniel knows this and um, he does something about it. You know, when you get an item that doesn't look like the picture, you return it. You know, you know what to do. You don't even get mad. You know exactly what to do. This is the problem now. Daniel, okay, they're starting to go back to Jerusalem. Things are going. It's not looking like how God promised. So he doesn't get frustrated. He goes to prayer because he knows how prayer works. Some of us, we get so frustrated by what's around us. The things in our life don't look like what God promised. And instead, what do we do? We just live in frustration. And you accept it as part of life. It's not part of life. That's not what God intended. Or if we pray, we pray for a little bit, for a little while, and then we just forget and say, never mind. I guess this is what it is. Que sera, sera. No, it's not que sera, sera. I love Daniel because he saw a problem and he knew what to do. He knows how prayer works. John Wesley said this, without God, man cannot. And without man, God will not. On earth, Man can do nothing without God. Y'all, I'm pretty smart, but I can't do things without God. Why? Because life be lifing. And people be peopling. You people, you know exactly how you people. People be peopling. We need Jesus. I don't know how people do life without God. I really don't know. I'm like, you must be so strong. You must be so smart. Because how you live life without God, without him giving you peace and wisdom, without him giving you inside information, I don't know how people do it. That's not me. I did it that way for a while, and it didn't work out for me. So I need God. And I'm so thankful that he's not far. He's not playing games. Oh, you want me? You want me? Pray a little bit more. I'll come. No, that's not him. 
as we draw near to him, he draws near to us. But I love what John Wesley says. And without man, God will not. That messed me up. I'm like, what do you mean, God? And what that tells me is that here, what happens on earth, it depends on us. What do I mean? Genesis 1:26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish in the sea, over the birds in the air, and over the cattle, and over and all on the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God has given us dominion, everybody. We're not victims, everybody. There are things that he wants to happen. He's waiting for us to do something about it. We can do something about it through prayer. And you can say, okay, maybe that's scripture. That's just before the fall. Okay, Matthew 16, verse 19, it says, and I will, this is Jesus speaking, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Someone say amen. Miles Monroe said this, prayer is earthly license for heavenly interference. Prayer is earthly license for heavenly interference. There are some things that don't look like what God intended in your life. And you're waiting for him. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for us, church. I won't throw you under the bus, so I'll just throw myself under. You can slide on there with me. Sometimes I have more faith in an earthly organization than in my heavenly father. How? Because when something pops off a problem, I'm on the website looking for a quick fix. Looking for the product that's going to be. And I wish that I was that much quicker in how I respond to God. A problem comes and my first response is, hear God. God, do you know what's happening? Do you see these people? Do you see this situation? And I'm there and I'm going to him instead so that we. I'm like, if I look at my account online, it's crazy how often I go to these different sites. Security. What about you? What about you? I'm not going to talk. Here's the thing. We all know that we should be praying more, yeah? But we don't. We all know that we should be praying more, right? But why don't we? I do believe it's because we don't know how prayer works. So we're going to unpack it today. And please, no condemnation. Someone say no condemnation. I do not want you to walk out through those doors. Dang, I feel bad again. No, that's, you were listening to someone. You weren't listening to me. And you weren't listening to the voice of God because he brings conviction, but there's always encouragement in it, yeah? We're entering a season of 21 days of prayer, everybody. There are some promises that God has. Let's loose some things down, amen? There are some promises that he has for us. Let's release it here on earth as it already is in heaven. Is anybody with me? I'm with myself. Thank you very much. <laughs> if you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, write this down. <laughs> order the promise. The first thing is order the promise. I grew up in church. So I grew up in church, and I just loved it. 
there was something about the preacher talking. There was something about the music or the silence. It just put me to sleep. <laughs> Church was my favorite place to sleep, everybody. So if you're sleeping now, if you know someone that's sleeping next to you, let them be. <laughs> it's okay. Something is happening in the atmosphere. You're welcome here, I promise. But I would get in there and I would just... You know, you start doing a neck roll or something, and I'll just settle in. And it's a nice deep sleep that would come to. Some of the best sleep happened in church. I just loved it. But I'm growing up, and this is what we do. We go to church. Anyone else? Like, you just grow up going to church. This is what you do. And not just that. I go to church, and I grow up just praying. Praying is just what you do. What does my prayer look like? Well, it sounded like one of the songs I listened to on 91.9. It's a Christian CCM thing. And it sounded a little bit like what I wanted. So my prayers literally sounded like God. I know my Redeemer lives. So word of God speak. Pour down like rain, oh God. And convince my mom that I need this nose ring. In Jesus' name, amen. I kid you not. I would just mix a little bit of some good lyrics. If I was in church back in the day, I'd probably would, God, I know the light is shining. What did they say? The, the light of your Lord is... I would just mix what I heard with what I desired, and I slap in Jesus' name. And then that was my prayer. And so my prayer, sometimes it came past, and sometimes it didn't. And that trained me to pray but to pray without expectation. I think a lot of us, because we're not doing prayer right, we throw up a prayer and we say some things and stuff like that, but we don't really know if he's gonna, maybe he'll do it, maybe he won't. Maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. But I'm a good Christian person, so I'm just gonna pray anyway. That's not how it works. The Bible says in Daniel 9, verse two to three, it says, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word Lord through the prophet, through Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Then I set my face towards the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplication with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. Understood by the books. Understood by the books. Understood by the books. I think many of us are suffering. We're struggling for lack of knowledge. We don't understand this book. We don't understand what's in this book. So we're praying things and we're not really sure if it's going to pass. Maybe he'll do it. Maybe he won't. Maybe this is just reserved for some really good people who don't sleep in church. And maybe this is not. Our prayers should be based on the word of God. This is what he's obligated to fulfill. This, not the emotions that come from our life. Oh my goodness, I grew up in church where I saw people cry when they prayed. So what I started doing is, oh God, oh God, God, I really need to win this race. I ran track. God, the cheerleading competition is coming. Oh God. And I just saw 
prayed, the more I cried in his presence, the more he'd have compassion on me and to fulfill. Some of us, that's how we, that's what we think. Or we think if we use all the vows and the vast and we do all these different things, then he's obligated to fulfill when he sees our tears. No, he's obligated only to fulfill his word. And his word, church, it does not return void. It accomplishes everything that is set forth. Understand by the books, I, there are over thousands of promises in God's word for us to order. Find one. Order it. Hebrews 11 verse 11 says this, one of my favorite, Jesus speak. It says, and by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because, if you have your Bibles, please underline this, because she considered him faithful. Columbia, listen now. She considered him faithful. She considered him faithful, not forgetful. Not upset at her. She considered him faithful who had made the promise. You're praying to God. Who is he to you? Is he father? And are you his child? You're praying to God. Who do you consider him to be? Sometimes shame would get so much on me. I would pray. Even a promise that I found in that book. And the guilt. How I'm not measuring up. It would just, it would just, it'd be debilitating. So you pray and it's just like, God, you're not. But I know you're not going to do it for me. Or we enter prayer and we're just overwhelmed by all the other times when we prayed and it didn't come to pass. A lot of us, we shop online because it works. We know when we place that order, it's going to come in two days. It's going to come in five hours. We know that it works. So we consider that online company faithful. More faithful than God? Impossible, church impossible. Let's consider him faithful. The Bible says this in Numbers 23 verse 19. God is not man that he should lie, nor a son of mine and that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? God is not man. He does not lie, everybody. He does not lie. If he said it, it's going to come to pass. Let's get practical. How do you order promise? What's that thing rotating in your head? You're thinking about it now. What's keeping you up at night? What are you ashamed of? What are you excited about? What is it? I promise you that there's a promise attached to it. If you have a Bible, there's a concordance. You can actually look it up. Or you can go on Google. What does God say about joy? God is in Google. He said he gives great and unsearchable things that we do not know. That's real scripture, I'm telling you. Look at, uh, find that promise. You're going to see a lot of different verses and something's going to jump up at you. When it does, say, God, your word says, what does your word say? Your word said that you're closer to the brokenhearted. So God, right now I'm in need of joy. And God, I pray that you, I just feel your closeness. God, I thank you that I have it in Jesus' name. 
amen. And when you start feeling brokenhearted again, when you start feeling like you don't have joy, you say the same prayer over and over again. You keep saying it and keep saying it until you believe it in Jesus' name. That's how you order it up. Have you ever, though, um, bought something that couldn't operate by itself but needed something else to plug into? Um, I'm not the most technologically savvy. I'm really not. I don't even know how to work half of, like, I, it's shameful. How old am I? I know, but I, I, it's just shameful. Let's not talk about me. But I ordered some software, a plug-in, and got mad that it didn't work. It was never going to work. I was missing something. I first had to purchase the operating system before I could use the plug-in. What I ordered wasn't going to work. I needed something else to make it work. You got it? Some of us, we're ordering promises that God won't fulfill because we don't have the right operating system. You found a promise. It's here. But it's not coming. And it's not going to come. You don't have the operating system for it. What do I mean? You're praying for joy. Say, I'm praying for joy. Great! God has joy for you. The joy of the Lord is your strength. It's a promise. It's right here. Great! But joy plugs into the operating system of contentment. God, I want more joy. God, I need more joy. You need contentment. You're praying for increase. Great. Order it up. It's here. He gives you the ability to build wealth. I mean, shake and press together all that stuff. It's yours. In Jesus' name. Say it's mine. But it plugs into stewardship. I promise I'm a nice person, everybody. Influence. God, I'm the head and not the tail. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. But it plugs into discipline. You're also very lazy. I'm talking about me here. These are my prayers, everybody. You're praying for family restoration. God wants to bring healing. Yes, he will. He'll turn the hearts of stone back into flesh. Yes, he will. But it also plugs into forgiveness. You can't put a demand on a promise that you don't have the operating system for. We just can't. And here's the thing. God is good and God is kind. For some of you, it's like, maybe that's why I'm not having that promise. Maybe. I don't know. But he knows. And guess what? You can pray. You can say, God, I've been praying for this for over some years now. What's going on? Over months now. What's going on? Is it my operating system? Does it need to be updated? What is it? Search me, oh God. See if there's anything within me, oh God, that's unpleasant. God, help me. God, prune me. What is it, God? I want all that you have for me. And I want to be able to steward it. I want to be able to contain it. Talk to him in prayer. And guess what? He will tell you. He will tell you. And if you still can't hear him, ask your spouse. They will tell you. They've been meaning to tell you, actually. Ask your kids. Ask your roommate. Ask your dream team leader. They will tell you. 
and you pray it. But order it up. Order the promises. The second thing is the battle is in the transportation. The battle is in the transportation. So um, two years ago, I wanted to order Zoe uh, a bike. It was her birthday. Actually, I didn't want to order Zoe a bike. Zoe, our five-year-old, she was four at the time. Zoe wanted me to order Zoe a bike. So Zoe, so, and she kept on talking about this bike and all this stuff. I don't know where she saw it, whatever. So she's talking about this bike, talking about this bike, and very insistent. I'm like, oh my gosh, girl, shut up. I didn't say shut up, I promise. I thought it, though. I did. I, I, I did think it. But the point is, she's going on and on about this bike. And I said, fine, her birthday's coming. And, 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 and so it's coming. And me being a great mom, what do I do? I wait until her birthday comes, at least two days before her birthday comes. So I'm online, good old faithful online, trying to find a bike to come and a really a great bike that she wanted me to get. So I get this. I'm like, oh my gosh, these aren't going to be here. What? In a week? What are you talking about? It's not going to be here in a week. A week? What is going on? No, it's not going to be here. Like, it's like two weeks for some of the bikes that she really wanted. I'm like, what the crap is this? I'm not sure if we can say crap. But what is going on here? <laughs> so I got the thing with two wheels that was available. Her birthday comes and she's like, mom, what is this? I'm like, it's a bike. And she start, and it's like she gets on it and the wheel starts going this way, starts going that way because I put it together. But it starts doing all these different things. And um, she's like, it's a bike. I said, yes, it is a bike. It was what's available. Be happy. And she's on this thing. Literally, I'm like, she's going to fall. She's going to die. She's going to die on this thing. But this was what was available. So this is what I got her. Conversely. When we were renovating our kitchen, um, <laughs> renovating sucks, but when we were renovating our kitchen, um, we needed a refrigerator. Did we want to buy a refrigerator? No. But as all renovations go, they don't go to plan. So we needed to buy a refrigerator, and so I'm like, okay, fine, we're getting a refrigerator. Church, it didn't come in one month. It didn't come in two months. It didn't come in three months. Guessed it. It didn't come in four months either. It came in five plus months before we had a refrigerator. Was it inconvenient having a kitchen without a refrigerator? Do I still feel frust look frustrated? Yes, but we ordered it. We got the confirmation for it, and we knew it was coming. So it was worth the wait. And especially with these post-pandemic supply chains, I mean, things are crazy. If you're building a house or anything like that, things are being delayed left and right. They're delaying everything. The Bible says in Daniel 10, verse 13, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left there alone with the kings of Persia. For Daniel, it took 21 days for that prayer to be answered. For some of us, it's taken 21 months maybe even 21 years. You've been praying for 21 years for that loved one to come to Christ and still hasn't happened yet. Can you please lean in while I say this? Do not give up praying. I know, Columbia, I'm speaking to you right now. I know with everything inside of me that some of you, you have stopped praying. It's taken a lot longer than you want it to. So you just stopped. You've stopped. God knows you've stopped. You've stopped praying about that thing, about that promise. 
The answer may be delayed, but the prayer is heard immediately. The answer may be delayed, but the prayer is heard immediately. The angel said, from the first day, Daniel, from the first day, your word was heard. Do you know from the first day you started to pray that it was heard? I love Jesus. He said, Father, I know that you always hear me. Do you know that your father always hears you? No, you don't. That's why you stop. Sometimes, no, I don't. And it feels like I'm just talking about the same thing over and over and over again. Listen, when we're praying his will, what do I mean? We're not just praying, God, I fix my haters. I hate them. Like when it's not something stupid like that. Why do you need a head switch? I don't know. But when you're praying his will, a promise here, and you're praying um, ceaselessly. What does that mean? You're praying about it. When your brain starts to do funky stuff, like you lift that prayer up again, and you lift up that prayer again. When you're doing that, I'm telling you, 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 you get a confirmation. What does that mean? It's like this deep conviction in your heart. You can't explain it, but it's that thing saying that I'm going to do it, that the Lord is going to do it. When you purchase something online, you get a confirmation receipt sent to you, right? Right? Some of us, we've prayed for things and we don't know if God's going to do it or not. Well, you prayed it only two times. Sometimes I get lazy, everybody. Like fervently, I lift up a prayer request and stuff like that. And I'm like, God, you're going to do it. And, you know, and it doesn't happen right away. So then I stop. Well, my like, God, are you going to do it? Keep praying until you get that confirmation. Keep, don't stop. Keep praying until you get that confirmation. Keep praying until you get that confirmation. And when you get that confirmation, that peace, it's just a deep conviction in your heart. You're going to hear it. You're going to feel it. He's going to say, I, I'm going to do it. When you get that, and then that there's a delay that happens, I think some of us owe God an apology. I think some of us, we've been praying for some things, right? And it hasn't happened yet, right? And we're saying he didn't hear us. And we're really mad at him. Your arms are crossed right now. You're really upset as I'm talking about prayer because you don't think prayer works. And you're mad, if you're to be honest, if you're to use your words, you're mad at God at something when you owe him an apology because he released it. He knows that you prayed according to his will. He knows that. And he knows that you, you felt, you heard that, you heard that conviction. You felt that receipt and it hasn't happened yet. And you're saying, God, it's your problem. No, it's not. The, the delay is in the transportation. The battle is in the transportation. God sent it. But church, do we know that we have an enemy? He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. So God has sent some packages our way, and we haven't received it yet. And we're mad at God when we should be mad at the late, at the transportation. He released it, but there is an enemy that's opposing us that wants to steal your packages. What if I told you that you have a really great package coming your way today, and somebody's going to try to steal it? How are you going to act? You're from the suburbs, 
And you're going to start knucking and bucking and trying to figure out who is it, you know? You're going to be talking, looking at your... Looking at your neighbor, that looks just like what I ordered. <laughs> mad at them, mad at everybody else. Hey, keep that same energy. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Keep that same energy. Take it to your prayer closet. Go, God, I know you said this. You promised it in the word. And I felt that you were going to release it. I felt that you're going to do it. But God, I have not seen it yet. So God, I come against every plan and purposes of the enemy. God, I bind it in Jesus' name. I loose it from heaven in Jesus' name. Satan, I serve you notice. But we get mad at everybody else. They stole my man. They stole my job. It's not them. It's the enemy. Now they're being used by the enemy, which is something else sometimes. But it's not them. It's the enemy. We don't understand the enemy's opposition because we don't understand how, how much of a detriment that package is to the kingdom of God. Let me go back. How much that package is to the enemy's kingdom, rather. You just want a man, and you've been praying for a while. But do you know the generational curses that are going to be broken once you get married? Do you know you just want a job? But do you know the light that you're going to bring into that company? Do you know the suicidal coworker that's hanging on by a thread? that you're going to have an encounter and, and you're going to snatch them off from the gates of hell and you just want a job and you're mad that the job hasn't come, but the enemy knows what that job means. It's bigger than you think. Someone say, it's bigger than I think. Say, it's better than I think. Say, it's better than I think. That's why you're waiting longer than you want. That's why you're waiting longer than you want. The enemy knows exactly what that prayer answered is going to do. He knows exactly what that prayer is going to do. And he's going to delay that thing and delay that thing until you don't even want to pray it anymore. Hear me. Stop. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. God said yes. God said yes. God said yes. Don't stop praying. I'm feeling this in my bones because there's some things that I've given up on, church. You don't want the real thing. But the enemy blocks what's most valuable. He blocks what's most valuable. And if there's a delay, it's an indication of just how afraid he is of you. I'm reminded of just how he killed every baby boy in Israel because he was so afraid of Moses. I'm reminded of how he killed every two-year-old Hebrew boy because he was so afraid of Jesus. He's trying to steal, kill, and destroy church. And we can pray God's will all the time, and we should, but we should also know that there is an enemy that opposes us, that we have an adversary so the battle is in the transportation. The last thing, though, is this. Sign for it. Sign for it. Think about it. 
the next, um, the next day packages that come, they, a lot of them don't hold a lot of value. So you know how the UPS person or somebody, they'll just throw it at you. Like, sir, it's under the bush. Like, uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Is it just me in our house? They just, here we go. But some of the other packages, they come up to your door and they ring that doorbell. They're waiting for someone to come and to sign for it. Not only that, but there's some packages, they actually ask for your name. They want to know who's receiving this. So if anything were to happen, they know who's received it. I believe that there are packages that God is sending our way, but we're not showing up to sign for it. How do we sign for it? The same way you sign, how do you sign in the um, spiritual, the same way you sign in the natural with your name? Who are you? I love in the text, it said, Daniel, greatly beloved. It says, Daniel, another version says, treasured. Do you know that you're greatly beloved? Who are you? You are a daughter. You are a son of the most high. You are worthy of the promise. Some of us, it's so hard to believe that we're worthy of what God has for us. So we only pray small prayers because that's all. It's almost as if you qualify. What qualifies you is the blood of Jesus. Who are you? You are chosen. You are handpicked. Yes, you are marked. Who are you? You are worthy of this. You are an heir, a co-heir with Christ. So sign for it. What does that mean? Every single day, wake up saying that this is the day that, th that this promise is going to come to pass. Start declaring it with your words. I love this in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20. It says this, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. So God has said yes. Yes? So we say the amen. We say the amen. We say, let it be here on earth as it already is in heaven. There is something that we have to say. We have to agree with heaven saying, yes, that's mine. Saying, yes, I want that. You have to start declaring some things. You pray it, now say it. Some of us, we pray some things and we keep it a secret because we don't want to look stupid. Stupid for who? I don't mind looking stupid for Christ. Um, two years ago, I injured my hip. I think I've spoken a little bit about it. My left hip. And gosh, I was devastated. Flowers, I was devastated. Because I'm a runner. And running was just, it was cathartic. I just, stuff's happening. Life's going on. And I just go out for a run. Just, just made me feel good. So I started feeling this shooting pain. And I ran track before, so I think, pain is weakness leaving the body. <laughs> run through it. Yeah. So I would run through it, just ignoring it a little bit. Ignoring it. 
but my body was saying, no, you need to stop. So I finally go to the doctor. And you know it's bad when they refer you to a specialist. Dang. So I go to the specialist, and the specialist starts speaking to me and stuff like that. And they're saying, Zai, um, you're never going to run long distance again. Like, you have this thing going on, et cetera, et cetera. And the whole time, I'm like, God, guard my heart. Guard my heart. Guard my heart, oh God. Why? Because I'm a runner. This is what I do. So I said, okay, my God does miracles. And so I had to go for an MRI and stuff like that. I'm like, watch, watch this, watch this, watch this. Okay, sorry. I said, I'm going to go to the MRI and what's going to happen is they're going to be like, blam, we don't even know what's happening anymore. Look, it's here. It's fine. It's great. I go to the MRI. No, it's worse than we think. This, God, this reality is not what your word said. Because your word says that by my stripes that I have been healed. Your word says that healing is the children's bread. God, this hurts. Sometimes, church, it would, it would hurt to walk. Shooting pain. Nine out of ten. Ten out of ten sometimes. And I'm like, dang. And they said PT. And then they said all these different things. And so I started doing what they asked me to do. But can I tell you, every catalyst, I would show up. God, I'm believing for healing. God, I'm believing for healing. God, I know that every time I pray, something happens. God, I haven't seen it here yet, but God, I'm believing for healing. I've gotten on this mic and I've actually even declared healing, wanting it myself, but declared healing because he's still a healer. So God, God, I know that you're a healer. I know healing has come today into the room. So God, heal me. I know that I'm already healed in Jesus' name. It's just a matter of time before this earthly body recognizes what your word already says. But God, I'm believing to be healed in Jesus' name. I'm believing to be healed in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you that you're not going to heal me, but you're going to heal everybody else underneath the sound of my voice. I would show up catalyst after catalyst. And sometimes, let me be honest honest sometimes it'll feel good for a little bit and I start doing you know the little jig or you know when people do the little whatever y'all do sometimes <laughs> I don't mean to be offensive God is good <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like ooh, dang I thought today was the day healing was gonna get delivered for me God next moment and sometimes it's the next day today's the day God where you can show up and everything can change today is the day when this thing finally gets healed catalyst after catalyst after catalyst sometimes it's catalyst here on a Friday sometimes the catalyst that I have privately in my own room believing for it praise report I haven't had pain in a long time Sometimes it comes, but God doesn't do small miracles. So I believe he still has me in this waiting process because I know how big this thing is. Church, once this thing gets 100% healed, 
Oh, we're going to have healing, revivals in Jesus' name. Pastor Stephen, you heard it here. I don't know what you've been waiting for. I'm here to tell you that it's bigger than you think. It's better than you think. What the enemy intends for bad, God will mean for good. So keep praying for it. Keep praying, understanding that there's an adversary that wants to steal your package. But show up every single day in prayer. Show up every single day for yourself saying, I am worthy of this promise. I am worthy of this package. Today could be the day when everything changes. And I tell you, eventually something is going to change. Whether in you or whether around you, but something is going to change. Why? Because he is faithful. Even when we're faithless, he is faithful. God is good. He hears our whispers. He knows exactly what you need, church, is an open heaven. You know what an open heaven is? It's like your favorite luxury brand having a sale. They don't have sales. So this season, it's special. He's loosed some things already. Don't you want to get after it? Well, bow your head, let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for saying yes already, God. And we are speaking the amen. Let it be here on earth as it already is in heaven. God, I thank you for everyone underneath the sound of my voice, God. I pray that you will encourage us all, God, to never stop praying, to believe, oh God, that it is bigger than we think, that it is better than we think. That's why we're waiting longer than we want. Oh God, I pray that you would loose the things here on earth as they already is in heaven. God, we declare, God, nothing but the best because you give great and perfect gifts. God, I thank you for this season. Packages, God, are gonna start being delivered into our homes. And God, we will give you the glory. God, I know that there's some people in this room, God, that they don't know who you are fully. There's some of you here right now, Columbia, here right now, PWI. Maybe you grew up in church. Maybe this is your first time, maybe back, maybe, maybe you're familiar with praying. Maybe you're familiar with all the things of church, but you don't know the God of church. You don't have a relationship with him. If that's you, it'll be my great honor, my great privilege to pray for you. I'm not going to have you stand up or come up front, but just where you are. If you can pray this prayer, why? You believe in your heart that Christ Jesus came and you confess with your mouth that he is Lord, that he shows up. And he starts to do something. First, he delivers peace into your heart. He removes condemnation. Then he starts you on the journey. Nothing but abundance. So if that's you, if you were to be frank, you just don't have a relationship with God. Maybe you're watching online and you're just, I pray, but I don't really know who I'm praying to. But you're praying to your father. You're praying to the one who loves you dearly. Again, if that's you, you can repeat this prayer. And out of encouragement, church, if we could all repeat this prayer. So, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. God, I ask that you step into my life. Lead me, and I will follow you. And God, thank you for what's next. In Jesus' name.
Amen and amen. Can we give a hand clap? Can we give a hand clap? Some people just step into relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. 